Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak, and I welcome you to this week's episode. I hope all of you guys have been enjoying the past couple of episodes pertaining to attachment style, father wounds, and my discussion about racial trauma. So in this episode, I'm going to finish my little spiel about attachment style and parenting and delve into understanding mother wounds. Because yes, there are father wounds, and that's a topic that we all have heard of. Um, in popular media, but there is such a thing as mother wounds. And in this episode, we're going to be diving into what that means, how you can recognize if you have a mother wound, and what you can do to heal from that. So without further ado, let's get started. So I talked about father wounds. I talked about how it's so important to recognize that having the absence of a father figure is very important for you to go on this mental health journey and to understand yourself in depth. And in previous episodes, you know, when I was talking about attachment style, when you're trying to connect, communicate, and show love and receive love from others, that stems from the first human beings that showed you that. And that is uh, your parents or people that took that role of being your parent. And giving that sense of nurturing and quality care, I mean, that's only an example of the care that we want to receive as adults. And both of them, whether it's a father wound or a mother wound, both of them have to do with the reflection of parenting and how it represents this missing piece or this missing factor that we could potentially feel as we get older and we start to kind of recognize because we get placed in situations where those wounds almost start to speak or they start to ache in a way because we're placed in situations that trigger us and trigger certain parts of our personality that we don't know where it's coming from, but we want to trace where it could be coming from. And that's why I really put a huge emphasis on father wounds and wounds that we that we get from having that loss of a parent figure. And it's the same concept with mother wounds. So mother wounds refers to the physical or emotional absence of a mother figure. And I talked about this with father wounds, but, you know, mother wounds is a form of trauma. And as I mentioned, it's also very influential in our relationships and how we formulate relationships, whether it's platonic or romantic. Because when we 
meet people and have others in our lives that we want to experience their company and we want to feel that sense of safety and security, if we don't feel that, it's because there's something that is being triggered based on the fact that there's something from our childhood that we never noticed. But as an adult, we're reaping the consequences of not recognizing what happened because we were just placed in a situation where all we were trying to do is seek attention and feel loved and cared for. And that's how we end up in this interesting spot of codependency and having to either want to latch and attach yourself to the people in your life, like whether it's your friends or your fa- or um or other family members or romantic partners, or it could mean that there is a disconnect where we don't feel compelled to want to attach ourselves because there is this sense of anxiety that that person is not going to stay there forever. And that's where you start trying to understand the type of attachment you are so that you can know and actually communicate the type of care that you want to receive in order for you to feel safe. So with mother wounds, this touches a lot more on codependency uh, as opposed to father wounds, in my personal opinion, because motherhood is something that is not only magical and inspirational, but it makes such a profound difference in a woman's life to go from this stage of being a young woman to reaching this point of motherhood. And that's not just a psychological or physical change. That's also an emotional change. And that happens so early in in the in that woman's life. So with talking about mother wounds, we have to talk about motherhood and what that means. So like I said, there's a variety of changes that do occur when a woman is pregnant and all these things immediately start when she becomes pregnant. In pregnancy, she's going through these drastic changes biologically and just mentally where she's being in the stage of protection and nurturing and care. And it's something, you know, when I think about motherhood, as much as I can think about our own human race and, you know, bringing forth life, but I think about, you know, all types of motherhood that you see in all living things. I mean, you see this protective factor that uh, and you know this too, that you you probably have heard quotes to where um, a mother will do anything to protect her child, even if it means putting her own life on the line because she's bringing forth the new generation. She's bringing forth that offspring. And that's a very interesting type of emotional and psychological strength to recognize that the life that you're bringing into this world is not only a representation of the love that your mother felt within herself, but it's something that confidence builds up. And then in pregnancy, I mean, she goes through stages where she feels confident and sometimes she doesn't, or she feels super, you know, she feels super loving towards herself. And then sometimes she has moments of insecurity. So she goes through these drastic changes all in the span of the time that it takes for you to come into this world. And I think that's very profound because that gives, you know, women time to understand the idea of nurturing, to understand this 
idea of even though I'm going to give birth, I'm going to be going through this big process. When this child comes into this life, I'm having to think about what I'm going to do to make sure this child feels safe and nurtured until I die. And that's why, you know, when I talk to my mom and she's like, you're always going to be my baby girl. And, I, you know, me being a grown 23-year-old, I'm like, mom, like, I'm not a baby anymore. But in her eyes, she'll always see me as something to protect. And I think that's a very different type of strength than um, what this type of strength that fathers experience. Because mothers, I mean, if you even think, I'm, I don't know if many of you have read any articles or have heard anything pertaining about motherhood, but there really is this this spiritual bond that you end up uh, creating at such a young at such a young age, where you're just developing because you're so dependent. That codependency happens so quickly in 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 motherhood and. In your life, because that dependency happens when you're in the womb. You're dependent on the person that you haven't met yet to feed you, to, um, you know, just like take care of you while before you even come into this world and then continuously take care of you when you start growing up. So, with that being said, I think that because all these changes happen. This doesn't mean that your mother had to, was always in that mindset of nurturing because I kind of think of this in like a holistic point of view as motherhood is like a rite of passage, which essentially is a form of like a ritual where a person goes from one stage of life to the next. And that's not just a, a, um, physical change, it's more of an emotional change that happens. And when I talk about mother wounds and I talk about motherhood, I like to state, like I said, in a holistic point of view of the fact that you are coming into, like you're actually coming into this world knowing that you're merging with the path of your own mother's journey. You know, the things that your mother has gone through before you even came to this world, you just so happen to come into the mix of it and be a part of it. And not every mother is going to make that transition in the most perfect way. Not every mother or every woman is ready to make that make that change because there are things going on outside of your own control or outside of other people's control that you will probably never understand until you get older and start to question why your mother did or acted or or um, said the things that she did when you were younger and why she acts the way that she does now that you're an adult. So with that, you know, stating that motherhood is a rite of passage, there's this article about motherhood actually as a rite of passage by it. Carol Yearly, and she stated that, you know, culture enables the members to transmit guidelines about how they see the world from one generation to the next using symbols, language, art, rituals. And 
the culture basically inherits like a lens to be able to see and perceive and understand the world and how they can inhabit it as well as learn how to live within it. So culture, this is something that's so important too, is that your mother is was taught to act a certain way based on her upbringing, the environmental factors that she was placed in, the culture that she was a part of, and all of those, I guess, not all of the knowledge and all of her experiences is what translates over to what she wants to teach you and how she wants to nurture you. But unfortunately, not every mother is perfect. And it leaves these wounds or these scars on our heart because there was a physical or emotional detachment or a lack of motherhood based on the fact that she wasn't able to give that quality care. So if you're wondering how mother wounds even happen, I mean, like I stated, it deals with these like these problems with you have to think about how was she how was she brought up? How um, what were the environmental, physical, emotional factors that played into her acting the way that she does? Was there any substance use that was used, you know, whether that's drug addictions or alcohol addictions? Was there any mental health conditions, whether it was undiagnosed or untreated? So all of these things contribute to behavior. And this is why understanding the role of culture because culture, culture needs us as much as we need culture because we add to the culture, but culture naturally changes, which ends up changing us in turn. So however your mom was raised, whatever the things that she experienced is what's going to make a profound difference in how she acts towards you. So I would like to invite you to think about if it's not triggering for you. Yeah, I want you to take your time. I want you to be patient with yourself. I want you to think about what your mother was like. And I want you to try to, I'm going to read through different types of things that I want you to ask yourself. And we're going to go through each one because mother wounds doesn't just affect women. It affects men too. And I, regardless of who's listening, listen to the different categories and Think about times where your mother acted this way, and we're going to take it from there. So, was your mother neglectful, meaning that she did not validate your emotions? She didn't, uh, she neglected times where you felt like you needed her, or because she didn't give you that quality care? Did she neglect like your own existence where you felt like you always had to show her that you existed and you had to always try to please her? Was she absent? And meaning, uh, was your mother not there because she had died while giving birth to you or died when you were very young? Uh, was was it due to a divorce and you ended up staying with your father or an aunt or uncle? Was it because she just completely left you and you never met her? 
was your mother abusive? Whether it was mentally, emotionally, sexually, or psychologically, or physically. Was your mother controlling or oppressive where you always felt like it was her way or the highway and she would do anything to exert that control over over your life? Whether it was how you dressed or how you acted. Was she withholding of love and affection? Did she feel like you have to you had to work for her attention? That everything you did wasn't good enough or it wasn't up to par of her own expectations for you. When you wanted that hug, when you wanted that kiss, when you wanted her to hold you, did she make it seem like it was a game to get those things? Or did she completely disregard your want for love? These are a couple of things that because of your mother's upbringing, because of these outside, whether they're internal or external factors, how they contributed to your mother acting in these types of ways. So if your mother was neglectful as an adult, you can essentially become people-pleasing or want to seek validation from others. Like you always feel like you need to be the center of attention or you always feel like you need to be of some sort of importance to people in your life. And not only is this, this could be present with your friends, but in romantic relationships, you feel like if there's any sign of your partner making you feel like they're neglecting your emotions and devaluing you as a person, do you feel like you have to change who you are just so that you can get that 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 love and, and care that you're you're searching for and that validation that that person cares for you? If your if your mother was absent, do you feel like you're fearful of losing those close to you. This is kind of where it dives into codependency. Do you uh, latch onto your partners? Do you latch onto your friends and you have a hard time of letting toxic people go because you're afraid that you won't find someone else? Or do you feel like you have to stay in a situation because you either heavily attached or you completely detached and if you completely detached do you feel like some people want to get close to you but it's almost like you have these walls or these boundaries that have so many different booby traps ready to catch anybody that comes in this vicinity because you're trying to protect your heart and you're fearful you're fearful that somebody is going to take advantage of you or not be reliable? Are you going to question other people's motives towards you because you feel like it's they're not being as truthful as they should? If your parent was controlling or oppressive, did you feel like it was hard for you to be vulnerable with other people? Because someone always controlled a situation because your mother always controlled the situations and felt oppressive 
every time that you felt like you want to speak out about how you felt, did you always feel like maybe you need to take that step back or you need to catch yourself? Or do you find yourself trying to control situations because you always felt out of control? Did you gravitate towards toxic partners that had these controlling or oppressive personalities? Did you feel like you were constantly building walls so that you can control what people know about you or what they or what you choose to tell others about you? Did you always feel very highly sensitive or have very low self-esteem because you felt like your mother was always running the show and was telling you what to do and using whether it's physical force or or manipulation tactics or things to make you feel like you had to do what she said or else there were consequences. So now as an adult, you're finding it very hard to, to open up and let people in without feeling like they're going to take advantage of who you are and make you feel less than what you are. If your mother was withholding of love, did you feel like now as an adult that you need constant affection, that you need constant attention from your loved one? And if so, why do you also feel like there's a sense of distance, like you you don't want to be too too close? Or maybe you might come off as clingy and you might actually withhold your love and affection from somebody because you never really received that. All of these different adverse effects are a part of what it means to have a mother wound. Because if you've never felt like you had your mother's approval or acceptance, if you always felt like you were concerned with being or feeling love from others because you weren't loved by your own mother? Or did you feel like there was this constant competition between your between you, your siblings, and your mom and your your need to want to be special in her eyes and accepted? Is there a need where you feel like there is as an adult you find it difficult to relate to your mother on an emotional, spiritual level because there is this sense of attachment when you were growing up? Or was this uncertainty about getting in certain relationships because you always felt like everything that you did or everything that you tried to do with trying to create a relationship with your mother always felt like a chore. It always felt like there, like you always felt like you weren't on the same page with her. Oh, we always felt like you need to be a perfectionist and you're trying to get better and better and better. And you're trying to be this absolutely perfect person just to gain some sort of attention from anybody in your vicinity, anybody in your personal circle. Do you always, did you always feel the need to having to protect your feelings and have like a bulletproof case over your heart? Did you always feel like you needed to care for other people even though they weren't caring for you? Did you feel like you had to shelter yourself from certain people because they resembled certain characteristics or behaviors of your mother? Because as much as you were trying to be there for your mom, as much as you were trying to protect her and care for her and love for her, she never validated who you were as a person or she never made you feel safe and secure. All of those things translate over to how you are as an adult. And all of those things of not feeling loved or not feeling like you can trust other people 
that's where you have to take a step back and recognize I have a mother wound. This is how my mother was. And I don't know how to deal with something that I never knew made such an impact because I just thought that it is what it is and it's just life and everybody's dealt their own set of cards and mine just came out really shitty. I would like to invite you to take away all the negative thoughts you have about yourself and I don't want you and you know even talking about this topic you might feel that sense of anger you might feel resentment you might feel confused or saddened by the fact that your mother was like this way but this is why I emphasize that everybody is on their own mental health journey and everybody is dealing with their own battles and your mother was dealing with her battles along her journey when you came into her life and you ended up reaping the consequences of another person's decisions and that's where there's that's why i say there's a spectrum with mental health there's a spectrum with trauma there's a spectrum with what you go through because what you may experience with your mother you might think is healthy based on your cultural background but other people might not see that as healthy and that's why it takes a lot of emotional mental and physical strength to go within and ask your inner child, do you feel like you are currently receiving the quality care from your mother? Or even if your mother's not in your life, are you receiving that quality care from other people around you? And if not, what needs to change in order for you to feel like you're being vulnerable to the right people? And you're letting your walls down without feeling like you have to have this protective barrier over your heart and over your spirit. Because it's very good to regulate your masculine and feminine energies and to be strong while also being emotionally intelligent and emotionally stable. But there's also this fine line with latching onto others because you feel like they're going to save you and patch up this wound and then recognizing yourself that there's a wound that needs to be attended to And no one in the world could ever understand how to patch that up because they never went through what you did. And it takes a certain type of acknowledgement in order for you to communicate to yourself how you feel in order to communicate to another person of how they should treat you. So this is where this is a lot. This is a lot of information. It's a lot. And it's I want to really emphasize it a lot more than father wounds, not because father wounds are important, but motherhood really does touch on the emotional aspect of who we are as people. Because as much as we can go about life pretending that emotions don't matter and how it's almost like a weird flex for some people to say, oh yeah, like I don't have any emotion. (laughs) Saying that you don't have an emotion or that you're holding back from being emotional, that's not a flex, sweetheart. That is a that is a a wall that you're trying to build around your own spirit because you don't want to recognize how you really feel about situations because it's too triggering. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's a protective mechanism. But this podcast is all about uncovering the veil. Let's let's pull our skeletons out of the closet. Let's sit down with them and let's have a conversation.
Let's talk about why we feel the way that we do and what we're going to do in order to change what we want to feel now, what we want to feel in the future, and how we want to communicate how we feel to other people that come along our path and teach us certain parts of ourselves and trigger us so that we can actually see what we need to work on. So with all of this being said, and I'm, I'm really not trying to sound very preachy, I get very passionate about the things that I love to talk about, and I love every topic that I've discussed, but this one in particular, I really wanted to highlight because it's not really talked about, and it should be talked about. So if we can recognize how our mothers were, if we reflected on how our mothers behaved, how can we heal from these mother wounds? How can we go about the healing process without feeling like we're fighting between our inner child and the past and who we are in the present? And the answer to that is to acknowledge who we are in the present so that we can make the changes to be the better person in the future. So the first step is to acknowledge your inner child and I mentioned this in the first episode, acknowledgement is the key to healing. It's the most profound step because it takes patience with yourself. And it also takes the fact that the little skeletons you kept in your subconscious closet, you have to actually take them out, dust them off, sit them down, and look at them face on. And I think that's the most difficult part about healing from anything that's traumatic because you are in this stage where you're feeling all the adverse effects of feeling anxious or hypersensitive, low self-esteem, lack of attachment, or super attached, having that codependency. Maybe you, you, you suffer from substance abuse. There's a variety of things as an adult that you're using as coping mechanisms or you're using to try to hide the fact that you've been through stuff. So when you take all of that away, when you kind of push it to the side and you look at the raw exterior of what you've been going through or what you did go through, that is when you truly acknowledge what you've been through. And that's when you give your inner child that hug or that pat in the back like, okay, we're going to deal with this together. And it's not just about acknowledging that the experience you went through existed. It's about acknowledging your emotions. Because motherhood and mother wounds creates a, a bigger wound in our heart on a emotional level, when you address your mother wounds, I want you to take a step back and acknowledge how you felt when your mother treated you this, this way, like a variety of these of the ways that I mentioned. How do you feel now as an adult recognizing that your mother treated you the way that she did and how she makes you currently feel now that you're an adult? And then how do you want to feel in the future? So I make a big emphasis on feeling and emotions because that's not, our emotions are not a bad thing. And I know that there's this interesting narrative of the fact that feelings should be suppressed and they shouldn't be expressed. But I say the opposite. 
feelings should be expressed and they shouldn't be suppressed. There is a time and place to express our emotions in a calm and healthy manner as much as we might have moments where we feel extremely vulnerable or triggered because of a situation. But I want you to take the time to assess your emotions and how your mother made you feel. And with the type of nurturing that she made you that you experienced from her, how did that make you feel? And how do you see patterns of that as an adult? Do you like it as an adult now? Or do you feel like you don't like that? So let me use an example. You know, going along with codependency, when let's say your mother was in an environment where she always had to panic because maybe she was constantly moving to run away from your alcoholic father or to run away from an alcoholic family member. Let's say she was always on the run and she was always smothering you. She was always worried about you and constantly clinging on to you. So that is from her perspective, that's a type of nurturing, but it's stemming from fear and it's stemming from her own anxiety. So as an adult, you might not want somebody that's extremely clingy because you've associated clinginess with fear and anxiety. And you feel like if someone clings onto you, you're going to feel their fear and anxiety. When in reality, someone could just really love physical touch because that's one of their love languages. So that's where, that's when I say connect how your mother treated you as a child so that you can acknowledge how your inner child feels in order to understand how you are right now. Because our inner child never goes away. We're all children at heart. And as adults, we're just bigger and we have bigger experiences that we go through. But acknowledge how you feel and really take the time to understand how you feel too. The second thing is validating not just validating your emotions, but validating the love that you receive from people around you that has been deemed to you as healthy. So this is also taking a step back to understand what it means to have toxic relationships and toxic um, moments in your life where you felt like you were being too codependent on another person or were there moments where maybe you should have been a little bit more open to depending on somebody to help you or to give you the love that you deserve because they value you and you need to take the step back to understand how to value you. And everyone always says the terms that you should, you know, you can't love someone until you love yourself. I don't truly believe that because you don't know what it means to love until someone shows you what love really is. And with that example, you can actually take the step back to understand how to show that love to yourself. Because the love we see in our childhood is the first love or this first type of care and nurturing that we receive so early on. And we use versions of that as we get older and the experiences we encounter or the culture we grow up in. So I want you to stop ignoring how you feel and stop pretending like the things didn't happen to you, as well as stop trying to feel like your love or the care that you give is not valid because it is. The third is to create boundaries for yourself because there are moments, especially if you've dealt with um, 
you know, a mother that was either very neglectful or maybe abusive, oppressive even, you might have issues when it comes to creating boundaries because you either are so open because you don't like control and you just want everybody to have access to every part of you, or you might have moments where you you won't let somebody in and you're not create and you're not having and you have too many boundaries. So create boundaries for yourself and create boundaries with even with you and your mom as well. And if she triggers you, she makes you feel certain ways, it's okay to do certain things to create space, healthy space. The fourth thing is to understand that your past cannot be erased, but it's important to let go of the negative feelings that are attached to your past. I know a lot of people when talk when they talk about trauma and they talk about these experiences, they have these very they have this one interesting toxic phrase that I really hate and it is it's it's just the past. The past is the past. Let it go. I hate this phrase and if you say this to yourself, I suggest you stop saying it to yourself because the past is never just the past. The past is who you are today based on the things that you've experienced, the things that you've learned, the people that have come into your life, your past has made you who you are right now. And you can't necessarily let go of the past, but you can let go of the negative feelings that have been attached to your past. Because everything around us is teaching us a lesson about who we are. And it's okay to acknowledge that your past was not the best, that you didn't have the best childhood because nobody grew up in the most perfect world, in the perfect ideal family. We all have our, like I said, we all have had our own cards dealt. And it's sometimes the best thing to do is to understand and to separate the experience and how we learn from that with the actual emotions. So this stems with emotional intelligence and recognizing that our wounds that we get from having that absence of a, of a mother figure or a, a, a mother that was there to assess to our needs and make us feel nurtured and cared for, we have to emotionally separate how our mothers, uh, how the emotions that we felt, like the negative feelings, and this stems with anger and resentment, but that takes time and it takes healing and it takes inner forgiveness in order to forgive another person. And when I talk about forgiveness, I talk about it in a way where not everybody is worth your forgiveness, but you can forgive the situation. You don't always have to forgive the person yet. And this is something to remember because I don't want you to go on this healing journey trying to forgive your mom because everybody is telling you that you guys need to have a better relationship. No one should ever force you to do something that you're not comfortable with because you don't have a strong bond with your mother based on the things that she's done. So if you feel comfortable communicating how she made you feel, if you feel comfortable with having this type of discussion with her or having this discussion with someone that you trust and that you that cares for you, Speaking about how you feel, talking about it, writing it down helps you cope and helps you understand everything 
internally and externally so that you can heal the best way possible. So that if you do get to that forgiveness stage, if you do want to let go of that anger and resentment, that's where you start to feel like that missing piece or that burden that you've always felt has finally faded away. And mother wounds are not easy wounds to unpack. I mean, they they leave us feeling like we're less of a person. You know, and it's it's like, you know, with men and women both deal with mother wounds very differently. With the I mean, for example, with the lack of a guy having a mother in his life, he might not know how to treat women. He might have a certain resentment against women based on how his mother treated him. Or he might feel very clingy, might feel like he has codependency. And it's the same thing with women. Women might have this resentment towards their mother. They might have a low self-esteem, feel like there's, like they're not, they, they haven't honed their feminine energy. They don't feel like they are doing the things that they need to do. So with both, whoever is listening, recognize that these type of parental wounds is not just noted to a specific gender. It can happen to anybody at any time. But by acknowledging, by validating, by creating boundaries, and by letting go of negative feelings, this is how we're able to move forward with our mental health journey so that we can better connect, love, and nurture the people that come into our life, regardless of how, as long as they're making you feel healthy, as long as they're making you feel safe and secure, that is what it means to be in something that is long-lasting and something that's going to help you assess the wound that you've been trying to hide for so long. All right, everyone, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope all of you guys enjoyed it and hopefully learned something new about mother wounds and how to help you along your journey to healing. I got quite passionate about it, and it's just because I'm, I love talking about attachment styles. I love talking about parental wounds because they make such a huge impact and influence on how we create relationships as adults and hopefully the information I shared can help you just understand yourself in depth so with that being said I want to end this podcast like I always do with some positive affirmations and I kind of have one for you that I would like to be a mantra and something that you think about for the next couple of weeks or for the rest of the year And that is, you are more than deserving of quality care and love in your relationships. Thank you, everybody. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. And I will see you on next week's episode.